Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey! What's up, everybody? I just want to hop on here and wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I decided since it's the holiday season, uh, the spirit of giving and all that, uh, that I would leak an episode from the Neighborhood Watch over there on Patreon. Uh, This is The Luna Bin, episode number three, I believe, from September. So yeah, give this a listen at your leisure. And if you really like what you hear, hey, there's always more room over there. Okay. So, without further ado, here is the Luna Bin episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. Okay, so I have a I had a message from um, like underneath the last Luna Bin from Katie Brett. Shout out! Uh, she says, "Hi, Katie." There you go, Jack. You just made her day. That's great. <laughs> just trying to be normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know us, big celebs. You know we all you do like a simple like of something someone posts. You know I just <laughs> randomly like stuff people post, and I just know I'm making their day. Oh, it goes a long way, man. And you got to do that. I mean, you yeah. sometimes forget that the only reason why we're doing this, able to do this, is because of the fans. Hey, yeah, it's especially people that don't even uh, listen to the podcast. I just randomly find a woman, <laughs> and I just go back like seven or eight years into her photos, <laughs> start liking them, <laughs> usually around 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, they love it. Yeah. Their husbands love it. <laughs> oh man okay. that was um i don't know if you're referring to this at all but there was a new true crime what is it like you know on facebook the true crime club i think it was called and they're trying to get all these people to follow their page and this i i shouted this this page out because it looked like it was an okay page and a lot of people from like the 1159 media community were were on there so i thought oh, okay this is an up-and-coming true crime group that might be really good for promoting our stuff if I'm nice to this 
this guy, and he seemed like an okay guy. So I invited yeah. a bunch of people to the group, and then suddenly I'm getting messages like, hey, who's this creep <laughs> that runs this group? He's liking all my pictures from two years ago and sending me <laughs> private messages and loving all my – I'm like, oh, God. So I had to make like a statement on Facebook like, I do not know the guy from True Crime Club. <laughs> I'm in no way affiliated with True Crime Club. And then I took myself <laughs> off of it. Uh, uh, that's anyways. embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, back back to Katie Brett. Shout out. Hi, Katie. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jack and Leroy. My question is for you, Leroy. And also, I guess, kind of you too, Jack. Oh, so thanks, there you go. Katie. She got you in there. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Katie. Nah, she she likes you. You'll you'll see later. It's like a three parter almost. All right. Still there? Did you like drop something? No, that's that's what my phone is making a clicking noise. I think it was me the whole time. Sorry, I'll let go of the. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop fiddling. <laughs> I'll yeah. stop looking up Katie Brett on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Leroy, do you remember when Jack started doing drugs? And do you have any funny or even sad stories about it? That's the first question. I've never really been into drugs that much. I mean, I, I smoked weed occasionally. I mostly just drank and smoked cigarettes, like, through high school and stuff. Um, like, Jack, you and I were, like, at least I, from my point of view, we were, like, best friends until yeah. we went to a small school that went up to grade 6. And then when you went to grade 7, yeah. uh, you went to a different school, grade 7 and 8. And uh, then we kind of we kind of faded away there. Like I guess, uh, like yeah. I was a tag along with you guys. Right? Yeah. In my head, I wasn't a tag along, but it was a rude awakening <laughs> when you went to the other school, and like I only hung out with you and your friends, right? And I kind of right. thought they were my friends. And um, I even tried to call the uh, the one guy, Paul. Paul Heinrich, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I tried to call him. Like, yo, shout out. <laughs> I tried. I tried to. I tried to call him a couple weeks later because you weren't even friends with him anymore. I was in grade five, he was in grade seven, and yeah. he basically just just snubbed me. You know, like um, yeah. he said he was busy, and then I ended up just getting his mom, and she <laughs> she said oh, he weird. was busy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a wake up call that they were never really my friends. And then yeah, so I kind of had to step up and uh, start hanging out with. My own people in my grade. I think it was good for me, though. Like, I became the class clown in grade five and stuff, and I, I kind of yeah. became my own person and all that. But I think that's yeah. when you kind of started getting in with the wrong crowd and all yeah. that. Like, all through high school and all that, um, we didn't really hang out. Like, unless it was at the house and you weren't really yeah. doing drugs, like, at home. So no. I, I didn't really – I wasn't involved in any of that. No sad stories or anything. And then we no. started hanging out again probably when you finished high school, like, 19, 17. Like, I think I was 17. And, uh, yeah, we were pretty much best friends for a while. And then you moved away to Manitoba uh, about 11 years ago. Yeah. It so, sounds like so. you, like, feel like your feelings are hurt by all that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. No. Remember, when I when I came to live with you, it's funny because uh, I'm just joking about that. When, when I came to live with you, when uh, you moved out and then I finished school, the re roles kind of reversed it because when, when we were kids, yeah, I would – I remember when you came into kindergarten, you were – for whatever reason, when you were a little kid, you were like really freaked out by school. Like I remember yeah. when our mom would drop us off because our mom was a school bus driver <clears> – <throat> We'd leave at like, I don't know, we'd have to get up really early every morning and go on the bus route. And then we get drop off at school. And then when the moment came for Leroy to be 
pulled away to go to kindergarten, he would freak out. And it would be like my mom and myself and then Leroy freaking out, us just trying to calm him down and get him to his classroom. I guess you had, <clears throat> I think you, I don't know if you remember that, but you were like a feral cat. <laughs> 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 and I, I think you had, uh, there was something up, right? Like you were kind of like freaked out. And yeah. So through school, I would have hung out with you anyways. I I considered us friends, but I would make sure like at recess that you would come along, you play soccer with us and you would do all those things. So I could yeah. see how when when I went to grade 7. The thing is is when when we went to when I went to grade 7 and for in Paul's uh, defense too for not hanging out with you that day. Do you <clears throat> going to that new school? It was really difficult. Like there was a lot of uh like really like a lot tougher kids there. And I was getting fights every day and getting picked on and having to like fight my way through the ranks of like that system. Paul, Paul, by the way, got eaten up and just like made fun of and crapped on. So <laughs> we, we were, we were in the trenches at that school for whatever reason that, that particular grade was a rough one. Yeah. We well, the school we went to was a very small one, like yeah. wholesome, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, I don't like, I don't blame you, especially now. Like as I got older, like I, I understand that or whatever, but it, it wasn't so much you. It was like, Oh, I just realized, Oh, those guys, you know, just kind of put up with me. <laughs> like we weren't really <laughs> friends. <laughs> well, when you're younger, no, we, we, I think, I think that we all had a really good time. Yeah. We always super I, funny. But like, we were only, we're, we were only we're like a year and eight months apart like but yeah. two grades like when you're that age that's like yeah. a huge difference like you were hitting puberty you know i was still you know wearing track pants and picking my nose and stuff so. it's yeah. a big difference there is yeah yeah it's a weird rough situation all around a little bit i wasn't doing drugs i never did them like around my family i wasn't a junkie it wasn't like i was coming home and being a problem for everybody i, I was pretty private about my drug use and i did it all i'm um, my own. I, I, that's something that I've been talking about a little bit lately too, is that because I've been open about my drug use and my alcohol issues and, and everything on my own podcast. And then when someone doesn't like me, they use that against me. They call me a crackhead or they call me a stupid drunk and all this. And yeah. I'm not the classic alcoholic uh, drug user guy who was like really a problem for the people around me. It was more like a private thing. So yeah. anyways, didn't happen. Absolutely. So... I don't even know what the question was. Do you remember uh, Jack started doing? Yeah, I drugs. I don't really remember it because like we weren't hanging out much. But yeah, it wasn't a problem like at home. We did still hang out at home and like watch TV together and stuff. But yeah, you weren't really, you know, you'd do that out on on the weekends with your friends or whatever. Yeah, I remember um, doing mushrooms mushrooms with you one time. Yeah, the next question says, "Have you ever got high with Jack?" Yeah, and yeah, of course. We've smoked weed and yeah, we did mushrooms together. What what was that you were talking about? That was the I don't know. I remember you sitting there laughing, going, "What the hell? What's he doing?" Because I was putting cardboard over all the windows and I was trying to seal us into the apartment because I was getting really paranoid. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Everything just just seemed really weird. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I, I don't mind. I don't mind mushrooms. I've never done any. Like I haven't done acid. Uh, I've mostly just done mushrooms. Like probably eight times, and you know, yeah. just mostly drink. That's. Yeah. I got into the perks a little bit for a while in like two thousand four, two thousand five, at yeah. the bingo hall. There was nice. a lady that was really trying to shell them out to us. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty, cool. her she was a redhead. And she said, she gave me her cell phone number. She's like, just call me Rusty. 
So wow, you guys are getting perked out. Yeah, maybe for like a year, but I've never really been in big in drugs, and it, yeah, it was never really like a big problem at our house or anything. Uh, the next part, what else she got for us there, girl? Uh, she says, and Jack, do you remember the first time you got caught doing something you shouldn't have been doing? Yeah, I, th- I think I covered it on that episode with the bonkers caper where I stole all those bonkers. And, oh, yeah, uh, that's Which true. is a candy. <clears throat> what about masturbating? That... You ever get caught, caught no. masturbating? No, no. I would never get caught masturbating. Who the hell gets caught masturbating? Like, what are you doing? What are, what are you laying on the bed with, like, the blankets off completely naked with your door unlocked and your mom could walk in at any time or something? <laughs> Have you ever been caught? Um, No. Well, like. By my wife, but like, God, that's different, though, right? Like, who cares? That's hot. But <laughs> that's hot. Not really. Um, yeah, it's not like I was sitting on the couch at lunchtime on a school day. With oh God, no! I, do you know what I'm getting yeah. at there? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I do. I, I'll say it quick. He doesn't listen to the show. I I think we walked in on our stepfather at the time. Jerk, jerking off on the couch or something? Yeah, I did. You weren't there. Oh, you did. Yeah. No, I yeah. walked in a, a Halloween one time and something was going oh, on. Really? And I was, <laughs> and I was like, time? what the hell? And then he freaked out and he was mad at me for a long time because uh, mm. this other guy had taken us out trick-or-treating. One of our mom's old friends took us out trick-or-treating and he took the time to get a little t- treat going on for himself. <laughs> on the- <laughs> treat himself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah. Uh, my experience, yeah. Well, he thought I went back, in his defense, he thought I went back to school. Like, I came home at lunch, right? But I went, yeah. I think I came back in to go to the bathroom, and then I came out, saw a couple, uh, there's a couple of women going at it on the TV, and then <laughs> I looked I over. Track pants on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's not the way to do it. You shouldn't ever get completely naked and not have a blanket to grab in case someone comes walking in the door, especially and on like, Halloween Halloween night. <clears throat> and in the, like in the family room too, right? Yeah. I mean, at least go in the bedroom or bathroom or whatever. With the lights on. Yeah. I think he That's... thought it was really his house at that point. And maybe he was establishing his dominance over the Master over the of his domain, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, t- shout out no, he to Bruce. He doesn't listen. So right. we just we sh- we should just like really quickly kind of explain like that situation. Our mom married this this guy, uh, and he was okay for a while, and then he seemed like he just didn't like us, right? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and and then <laughs> so things got really quiet for like I don't know how long you figure there, Leroy. Twelve, fifteen years. To, yeah, until I moved out. Yeah, for me. <laughs> Fuck, couldn't get out of there. Quick enough. <laughs> and then, uh, but what would happen was um, things like that would happen. Like we would come into the living room and something like that. That's very rare, but, or he'd come home from work and we'd scatter. And then he'd feel like the top of the TV and the TV be warm. It's like, I know you guys are watching TV. <laughs> it's like, but he's it's, you can, you could watch TV. And we're both like not saying anything. We're like, we don't want to when you're out there. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I know. You know, I mean, it could have been worse. Never hit us or anything, oh, but no, it was just, just uh, very, just uncomfortable at, at home for a long I, yeah. time. 
we don't need to talk about all that, but I just want to give people no. some context as to like the the relationship there and how awkward walking in on that particular person was for both of us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we got along, I would have high-fived him for sure. Oh, yeah. I would have finished him off. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yeah. Oh, God. Right, uh, sorry. Oh, that was good. Okay. Um, thank you uh, for those questions, Katie. Brett, shout out. Thanks, Katie. We also have Lisa Hurd over here. Uh, she's always been really, she's always been really uh, supportive of me. Super, well. me too. Yeah, super supportive. Yeah, she's the best. Uh, over there, somewhere in England, I believe. I think, yeah. Um, and and she says, I'd love to hear. Okay, this is kind of like uh, the latest episode was um, the boozy bucket list. So you said yeah. you actually listened, right? I, I didn't did. tell you to listen. I mean, <laughs> I'm just I asked joking. if you had. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had listened though I do listen believe it or not I okay. listen to all your episodes. It's all good, baby. You don't. You, it's fine. I do. Um, I, I really enjoy them too. I really do. I love. I, okay. I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Okay. She says, "I'd love to hear you and Jack discuss your bucket list in the next Luna bin." Um. You see, like I I thought about this uh, last minute last night really <laughs> at work. And um, man, I there's there's not much I really. It's not like I, I've done everything, but there's not much I want to do. Like I I don't go chasing a rush. Like I don't want to go bungee jumping. I don't want to jump out of an airplane. Like I don't care about stuff like that. Um, I don't know. My wife always says like, "Oh, don't you want to go to Greece or like Paris or something?" I'm like, "Whatever." I mean, it'd be fine, I guess, but. Yeah, I don't even really care about traveling all that much, to be honest. Like, do I want to see the Eiffel Tower? I don't know. Maybe I'd touch it if I was in Paris. I don't think they'll let you near it. If I was in Egypt, I might, you know, take a look at the uh, pyramids or something. But I honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so much. you don't, you don't have a bucket. <laughs> your answer is you don't have a, anything in your bucket. No, I've already done it all, man. I could drop dead right now with no regrets. <laughs> Smile in my face. Yeah, yeah. I got my kids and stuff. I, I, my life's all right. I agree. Um, I'm the same. Uh, the biggest thing I'd like to, uh, you, you know, I, I'd like to do this podcast for my friggin' job. That's yeah. like I've never really had a job I really enjoyed that much, but. Now I'm motivated to kind of do this for a living. So like that, I mean, is that a bucket list thing? I don't know. I think it's more so. like a goal, I guess, in life. Yeah. That but works. for me, yeah, that's basically it. All right. I got a little list here. If you're done. I think I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you think a little bit more on that about your future, about your dreams. I want to own a hot tub slash spa pool. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'd like to have a hot tub too. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted. I I just wanted. I hate hot tubs at other people's houses. I don't like getting in with a bunch of people, but I do like the idea of sitting in my own hot tub at night, looking at the stars, thinking about how oh, great my life is. Yeah, the best, especially in the winter. You know, like at night, looking at the stars. Yeah, that'd be, oh, that'd be cool. Just beautiful. And then you can slip into the spa pool on the side and like practice swimming. the The jets go up against you, and you're like an Olympic swimmer back there, and then back into the tub. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I mean, bucket list is kind of a a, a broad term, right? Like, what's your goal to have a hot tub? I mean, just go buy a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're but, expensive. <clears throat> they're, yeah, that's I, true. I, 
They're like uh, this spa pool situation is like thirty thousand dollars, probably fifty thousand. Oh, 000. really? Yeah, yeah, there's some maintenance involved and stuff too, but uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know how that is, right? I'll, I'll call you up when we have it. I got a few things I need to run by you. <laughs> I think we got to dig. <laughs> we got to dig a channel for all the cordage, and then of course you got to lay down the concrete pad, and concrete's expensive. Um, exactly. uh, here, I, here, here's my. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, remember one time Leroy and I were moving stuff into an apartment that we were living at, and uh, we couldn't stop making each other laugh because we were like, "All right, swing her your way, little higher, bro, little, yep, 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 push her through." And we weren't like we weren't moving anything. We're not properly. those type of guys, though, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Barking right, orders. Also- like I've never been the alpha that's always doing that. You know, I'm just like uh, I kind of go with whatever someone else is doing. I'm not like, okay, yeah. pivot. <laughs> no, not that way. This way. Yeah. The, uh, the guy's pulling on the other end of the Chesterfield, and, he, and he's like, are, are you pulling or pushing? And you're just pretty, pretty much hanging on to the back, getting dragged through the house. Uh, I hate people. <laughs> uh, maybe we should take the feet off this thing. It might be a little easier. All right. So uh, yeah. I like to live in a house that's a little bit off grid. Uh, just in case the apocalypse comes. Like, I, I just want to have, like, a maybe have a greenhouse, maybe have a, like, a little shelter. Or, not a shelter, um, what's it called? A cellar, where I got some canned goods and all that. Just be, like, prepared for maybe six months, just in yeah. case the lights go out and all the zombies from the city start coming out to the rural areas where I am. I want to get a gun, too, and I think I want to shoot somebody. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah? I would love to see. I mean, we are in like a a pandemic, but I mean, it's. I don't know. I'm just saying, if like there's a solar flare and the entire grid goes down and people get desperate because they don't have any food, you you saw the way they were behaving when they thought they were out of toilet paper. What happens when they think that they're out of milk? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Why toilet paper? Like, who cares? If it came down to it, I'm just cupping my fingers and shoving them in there. I don't care. <laughs> or I'll just wipe up in the in the shower, you know. Oh, like it's it's kind of like the dirtiest people that we're stocking up on toilet paper too. It's like okay, yeah. relax. Like <laughs> yeah. you probably don't even wipe properly, anyways. Yes, I agree. Uh, I saw a guy at the grocery store bent over getting something, and <laughs> the top of his butt was hanging out, and there was a big piece of crap at the very top. Like, he had wiped <laughs> his butt and pushed and shoveled it all up to the top and didn't realize it. I almost wanted to just take a, um, like, a banana and shove it down <laughs> so I didn't have to look at it anymore. All right, I'll finish my list here real quick. I want to well, get a hunting license, or not. I just want to get, a, like, a shotgun. Uh, and hunt on my own property someday. Have enough property where I can hunt on my own property to shoot birds, like things to eat. Not, 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 yeah. not, not uh, robins and blue jays, but grouse, <laughs> uh, turkeys, and uh, yeah. I want to live by uh, and deer and stuff. I want to live by a river or a lake so I can fish in it and take my kids out and go for boat rides and like this is bucket list. This is really uh, this is this is bucket list material, you know? Yeah. Okay, and I then, see you gave this more thought than I did. I did. And then I want to rape and murder five men at some point. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That, oh, I don't know how that – this is the wrong list. Actually, it's women. I misspoke. I want to rape and murder five oh, women. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, 
You know what I actually thought? Like I, I've been, I visited the uh, the Hollywood sign, so that was really? kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all it's it's all fenced in. Like I didn't actually touch it because it's like we hiked up there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, you can go hiking like up behind it, and it's kind of like surrounded by like fencing. Like you can just hop it, I guess, if you want, but. Like, that was cool. Okay, that's not really a bucket list thing. But, like, um, I was thinking I'd like to be maybe an extra in a movie or something, you know? Yeah. I'm sure it's not all it's hyped up to be. It's kind of boring and stuff. But just to say I was in the movie and, like, I don't know, I think that would be cool to do at some point. I remember when you went to try out your movie career, you bought, you paid for some course <laughs> for, like, three days. Don't even you're... get into this. <laughs> you were traveling into Toronto and you come back. At the time, I think you spent like four hundred, five hundred bucks on it, or three fifty. I don't know. It was a $1, lot. Fifteen hundred dollars for a how much? Fifteen hundred dollars for a ten day training course. <laughs> and you came back, and you were so discouraged. You were like, "Oh no, they're like bossing me around. I can't figure out how to get onto the X market. I don't know." <laughs> oh, it was on. terrible because we had done. We make these little movies with like my camcorder with our friends yeah. and stuff, but being around a bunch of strangers and having to. I was kind of typecast when when we would do stuff, right? <laughs> Just like a scummy twenty year old or something. Yeah. But you know, when I had to act like in a as a, I'm not a romantic lead or something. I feel very uncomfortable doing something that's not just like goofy, funny. Yeah. And um, yeah, I ended up going to a Raptors game instead. I think the third or fourth day, and then I just quit. Here, take my fifteen hundred dollars. I don't even care. I'll just give up on that dream right now. Yeah, I'll pay you $1,500 just so I don't have to get back in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nah, I should have just finished it for the hell of it, but, man, it was really uncomfortable. Sorry, man. My phone keeps on going bananas every time I touch it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I All don't right. think they'll hear that on, I think it's no, just on our phones. They'll um, hear us talking about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is just as bad. Worse, um, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Is that it? Uh, that's it for uh, small talk. I actually have a. Uh, sorry, I got someone calling me on the other line. You can't hear that, can you? Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just another thing nobody can hear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> There's a beeping in my ear in case anyone wants to know. But um, <clears throat> Who was calling? Oh, I don't know. I think the school, I don't know, my kids are home right now. They they got the sniffles. Oh, that's probably so. what they're doing. Yeah. They'll okay, send some people in sip. hazmat suits over to, <clears throat> to make sure. Okay. Um, go for it. <clears throat> All right. So I, I was, um, I came across this during my research for an, for another episode. And it's basically about this guy who has pretty much my dream job. Uh, this is like a, a news article from Vanity Fair. Shout out to Vanity Fair. One of my favorites. Yeah, in 2014. It's called The Branded Bandit. Meet an FBI agent in charge of nicknaming bank robbers. Cool. So that's basically this guy's job. Or at least like a big portion of his job is he actually gets to nickname bank robbers. Wow. Yeah, sick. Uh, that'd be cool for serial killers too. You know, if yeah. you got to give nicknames to just criminals but anyways i'll get i'll get into this oh i was trying to act like i thought that was all you had so i was scrambling to like be impressed by that (laughs) oh yeah no don't worry okay (laughs) got a big story here okay 
So if you rob two or more banks in Los Angeles, you get a nickname. If you use a specific weapon, you might wind up the AK-47 bandit or the gasoline bandit. Um, maybe if you sport a particular outfit, like the baseball bandit, you might be called the uh, gone plaid bandit or the prospector bandit. Or perhaps your age is a defining characteristic, like the prep school bandit or the grandma bandit. If you rob Geezer banks bandit. in the... <clears throat> yeah, I think they mentioned that. And I think you did a story on the geezer bandit, didn't you? I did a little bit. Yeah, there's not a lot there because he keeps on getting away. I think he, I think he's got away with it now. The geezer bandit. Anyways, that was like your third episode, maybe or something way back. Yeah, it was right? a piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you rob banks in a certain location, they might name you the Central Coast Bandit or the Valley Bandit, or this being L.A. The so I'm reading this article. I'm not in L.A. right now. Just so you know, <laughs> uh, the seven <laughs> they called someone the seven ten freeway lady bandit. So apparently they really like uh, calling people Bandit, anyways, with the nicknames. Yeah. Um, so officials in Los Angeles and its neighboring counties name these robbers because there are too many to keep track of otherwise. And they say at present there are more than 80 serial bank robbers roaming free in what the FBI calls the Southern California Territory. So shout out to SoCal. So like, yeah, in Southern California, there's probably 80 serial bank robbers like on the loose right now. Wow. Which is pretty sweet. That is sweet. I mean, I'd I'd love to be there if they're like, wouldn't you like to be there during a bank robbery? Like as long as I, maybe I'd be really stressed out at the time, but afterwards I'd be like, yeah, that was cool. Oh, me too. But you'd kind of be fearing for your, I mean, it would be cool to just kind of, if it was a peaceful one, right? Like if you were just standing and then the guy in front of you, you see him like slip a note to the teller and you see her get all like kind of worried. I'd be like, yep. oh man, this is cool. Yeah. I, I, the only concern is that they're the types who decide to, like the cops show up early and then they take a bunch of hostages and then they start oh. executing people. You're just hoping for yeah. them not to get caught before they leave, right? Yeah. Just hope to hear some screaming and some guy like running away with like cash falling behind him. <laughs> You know, alarms <laughs> yeah. going off. Oh, like, yeah, that. this is sick, bro. The worst, the worst situation to be in if you're getting robbed. This always freaked me out when I worked at a gas station because, for whatever reason, often those people get executed. I guess because they're a witness, right? A direct witness. And when if you're robbing a convenience store, or a liquor store, or a McDonald's as it's closing up. You're probably the type who's got some screws loose, too. It, it always terrified me, the stories of just a group of kids closing up, a, say, a McDonald's, and the guy shows up to rob all the registers, pushes them back into the building, makes them all go into the freezer. Every time I hear him, I'm like, do not let that guy put you in the freezer. He's going to shoot you oh. all in the back of the head. Yeah. Ugh. It's the worst. Taking away young lives like that. They don't even care about the job. You're working some job you don't even like. Plus, there's probably like cameras and stuff around. I mean, geez, just wear a mask and yeah, just be on with it. Plus, you wouldn't even, yeah, you rob a McDonald's. How much trouble are you going to get in anyways? Yeah, if you have a gun out, you still could get like five years or something, but it's not, you know, you don't have to go yeah. killing people. Oh, just what a way to go, though, working one of those jobs that you know you know, you you hate your job. You're about to leave work for the day and the guy comes and sh- I've I've read like three different stories. I guess it mainly they happened in the past. Oh well. Anyways, is that your story there? No, no, I'm so- 
<laughs> I'm still going with it, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. These pregnant pauses are freaking me out. I don't, I don't really know. Oh, okay. I heard. I didn't want to mention it, but like something really weird happened on your end. It's like you <laughs> fell down or something. I know. It's this old headset I have on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disregard it going forward. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Los Angeles County has been a hotbed of such activity throughout its history. While more than there was more than 200 bank robberies in 2013, that might sound alarming, but it's minuscule compared to the <laughs> more than 2,600 committed in 1992. So 2,600 bank robberies in 92. What was going on in 92? Was that like what was the when was the Rodney King stuff and like the riots Around and then. all that? Yeah, yeah, maybe Around it wasn't 92, maybe 90. I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> don't quote me on that, people. Anyone from like SoCal. Or LA, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the FBI first started to officially name serial robbers in the uh, Southern California Territory in the 1980s, around the time Los Angeles earned its own dubious nickname, the bank robbery capital of the world. Today, the task falls to Special Agent Steve May. So this is the guy, Special Agent Steve May. Uh, his title is Bank Robbery Coordinator for the agency's uh, Southern California Territory. He's a tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed man. If he were to rob a bank, he might be called the All-American Bandit <laughs> or the Clydesdale Bandit. That, that's them in the article saying that. I, oh, okay. I wouldn't have came up with that. Oh, that's funny. The All-American <laughs> one was funny. Of course, it's like a blonde-haired white guy. What? That's the All-American? Do they say Clydesdale? The Clydesdale? Um, yeah, the Clydesdale Bandit. What is that? <laughs> a type of bad. horse? Is that yeah, like a yeah. long, lanky horse, maybe? Just a beautiful horse. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So as, fri- as frivolous as it all might seem, the task of naming these criminals can be essential to an investigation. I'm a database guy, says May. So every robber is named and logged into a list that May then distributes to local and state law enforcement. Uh, he believes the dissemination of such information is the best way to solve a crime. So he boils a robber down to his or her most unique attribute or modus operandi. And so, like, I mean, basically he just describes what they look like, right? Like, I would do it in an insulting way, probably, if I was going <laughs> to, yeah. like, name a bank robber. Um, <laughs> so giving names to these outlaws is a surprisingly difficult task. He says this in a coffee shop. <laughs> Off the 210 freeway in Pasadena. Jeez, I should have edited this down a bit. Are you going to quote your source? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was vanity fair, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Beautiful writing. Um, So with more than a decade on the job, May says it can be a challenge to find the right name for a variety of reasons. But foremost, I don't want to glorify them. I mean, for example... I'm not going to name one of them the Rockstar Bandit. That's a problem. So pretty cool. Pretty, I mean, cool. That, pretty cool nickname. <laughs> yeah. Literally every single every nickname has been Bandit though. Yeah. He also says, "Okay, a robber can occasionally charm the public. A John Dillinger who becomes a romanticized Robin Hood type, more hero than villain." This is cool. In September 2012, during a high sp- speed pursuit. Following an armed bank robber in Santa Clarita, uh, robbers threw fistfuls of stolen money out the car window, and bystanders flooded the streets trying to, you know, snatch snatch some bills as uh, the police whizzed by. I want to like try to look that one up actually. 
If I yeah. can find that one, I might do a story on that. Uh, spoiler alert: my my next <clears throat> my next one's about a couple of uh, bank robberies, but nothing as cool as this one. Oh, cool. The the reason why you don't hear about this stuff quite often is because when they get away with it, they don't want to glorify it, right? The, yeah. The, uh, so they don't want you to know, hey, you can get away with this. But they'll they'll definitely publicize or talk about with the press when they catch somebody. For sure. Um, okay, so in addition to the FBI's fear of creating another bank robber celebrity, the agency also worries about uh, less ignominious celebrities. You can tell I didn't write that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, okay, so may he recalls one bandit who looked exactly like Roseanne. Um, huh. Roseanne's doppelganger. I mean, she looked exactly like her. But uh, shortly before branding her the Roseanne Bandit, the Bureau's media relations department informed him of the high probability that they would be hearing from uh, Roseanne Barr's lawyers. Which, yeah, I guess she yeah. could potentially try to sue them for calling them that. Yeah. Which is kind of bullshit. Is she go by Roseanne Barr now again? I don't know. I, I've stopped following her career. <laughs> <laughs> she married Tom Arnold there. Poor guy. Eh? I'm glad he got out of that one. Yeah, and, um, it was probably they probably laughed a lot though, and yelled at each other oh, a lot. For sure, a lot of farts too. I imagine a lot of fart. Yeah, <laughs> they probably they farted around each other for sure. The, those two, real raunchy couple. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he didn't end up calling her the Roseanne Bandit. He settled for the Brunette Bandit. Oh my god, right. doesn't really have a good ring to it. But yeah, that's that's my fear. Like, okay, could you imagine if if you robbed a bank? Oh. Okay, say I get away with like six solid bank robberies. I'm feeling good about myself, right? <laughs> and then on the news, they're like, uh, police are dubbing him the Big Nose Bandit. <laughs> or something like that. You're like, what the, f- what the fuck? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the double chin bandit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always worried about my posture. It's like, okay, the hunchback heister uh, struck again last night. The next robbery, you just like standing there all stiff, <laughs> perfect posture. But yeah, they they. I wonder if that's an adv- like giving them an unflattering nickname might throw them off their game though. I know it would throw me off mine. Yeah, imagine they started calling you like Mister Pit Stains. <laughs> it's like what? Oh no! Yeah, I feel like I, I like I would love that job because. That's kind of what I did at the bingo hall. Like, we would just name people. I'd still do it at my work, even. Just new You've people. You've always done that. Yeah, you just focus on, you just exaggerate something about them, and just, it's yeah. hilarious. Good for a nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember, there was a, a guy we hung around with, he had a scoop. Remember scoop? <laughs> scoop? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was the, the name, that was the name of a vehicle, or was that name was the of name of car, something yeah. he got? He got put on his car. Anyways, he got like the light version of this scoop thing that he had on his car. And you started calling him scoop. Every time you started talking, you were like, oh, scoop, scoop light. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm I'm sure he wanted to hit me. He did. Oh, he No, was but mad. you know the stupid thing about him, though? Because like he really loved that car. Mm-hmm. No, he brought that on himself because one day um, he was talking to our friend Ronnie there. And he yeah. just pointed. He like tapped him on the shoulder, pointed out sighed at his car and said scoop <laughs> and then uh, for then on after that all i would do was <laughs> i would just imitate him and just talk like a caveman and just say scoop all the time oh. and like point out a scoop like you were relentless 
I, I remember more than a few situations where, like, I was like, he's going to get, someone's going to hit him. Like, you, you, with that guy, I remember you like, school pimp, school play. <laughs> um, but there's another one, the girl with the gum, dentine or something. Oh, Wrigley's. She sat Wrigley's. in gum one time. <laughs> I just what? called her Wrigley's for the next year. She was bad about that yeah. for some reason. And then there was um, a girl who looked like kind of like a linebacker. I think I was calling her Downset Hut, which is not nice. We, we, yeah. There was, yeah. Um, what, there was one more, though. When we were at this party, I don't know if you remember this, and oh, this God. guy comes in, and he's, like, holding court, and he's, like, taking over, and we're all out there smoking <laughs> cigarettes and drinking, and we're looking at this guy like, who the hell is this guy? And he's hammered and thinking he's a big shot. And then when he's finally done, and we're all, like, kind of looking at each other, he goes and he turns around to leave. All right, you guys... And then uh, Leroy goes, you guys have been great. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of a comedy show. The guy turned around. He was really upset. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to – yeah, I can be an asshole sometimes, especially when I was, like, drinking and stuff. But, um, yeah. oh, there was another one. We had this friend, Ryan, and um, he he got (laughs) – he he was with his girlfriend, uh, Trish, I think her name was. Shout out to Trish. Uh, he's, he's like, I don't know why, why guys say like, uh, I don't know. Women's vaginas like smell like fish or whatever. Uh. He said something like that. Right. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Trish tastes like meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> and then like for the next three years, like her nickname was meatloaf oh, and she didn't know why, but that's not her fault. But yeah, uh. it's, man, it's, it's nicknames are, are a rough thing. Doesn't but I enjoy much. giving them out. <laughs> <laughs> sure do. Yeah, it's fun. I got something. You, uh, are you done? Uh, I was. Yeah, it's just a bunch of other nonsense. Uh, he he named one of them the Plain Jane Bandit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she robbed eight, eight banks in three weeks. Uh, he says, I didn't even know that that name could be perceived as offensive. People found it offensive, I guess. That's just how one of the bank tellers described her. And um oh there there was one more. He called one of them the ir- the irreconcilable differences bandit. Irreconcilable. <laughs> okay. Irrecon- yeah. <laughs> yeah, easy for me to say. Uh and he said like the robber would explain to the tellers that his wife was leaving him and he didn't have any other choice but to like rob the bank. Ah. So you know, he's trying to appeal to them like, "Hey, you know, the wife, you know, she and, uh, yeah, they called him the Irreconcilable Differences Bandit, which is like, <laughs> oh, that's real catchy there, bud. Yeah. And um, Easy. Rolls off the tongue. There was one more that I really liked, too. Hold on. I'll just do the one more, and then, yeah, that'll be it for this. Mm-hmm. Um, the I Broke Up With My Wife Last Two Weeks Ago Bandit. Yeah. It's, um, oh, what was this? Oh, fuck. Wow. Good thing I didn't read this whole thing. It got really... Uh, it's really long. Um, uh, he called. He was called the Four Guys Bandit. Oh wait, uh, the Four Buddies Bandit, because because he would come in by himself, like clearly by himself, right? And when he was threatening them, he'd always say, "I have four buddies waiting outside." <laughs> so like, you know, you better do this because I got four buddies waiting outside. Yeah. And um, yeah, it turns out in another jurisdiction somebody else like they ended up catching the guy because like they linked all these robberies together because someone else said like he robbed a convenience store and he he said mentioned the same thing to like the clerk it's like i got four buddies (laughs) stop doing that 
<laughs> so weird. Uh, that's a good. But one. yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's basically the gist of the guy's job, though, is to like name bank robbers, which would be pretty sick. That's his job, or that's part that's part of his job. He's a detective too, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, they kind of made it seem like that was this. There's no way that's his full job. No. But like he kind of said that like when there was a bank robbery, they they would send him a like a picture of the bank robber from security footage and he would get to talk to like the clerks and stuff and he would kind of you know gather all the information and come up with with a name based off off the info so yeah yeah i'm sure that was just a portion of his job it's not like he just gets to sit there and like make up silly names i feel like anybody could do that job yeah he was complaining about it quite a bit (laughs) It's not that hard, <laughs> Sounds pal. Sounds pretty great, yeah. Especially, when, like, literally everyone was bandit, though. Yeah, yeah. What's a different one you could do, though? Like, I, I said know. heister, hunchback heister. Uh, heister's uh, good. Offender. Something robber. robber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thief? Th- that yeah. guy who had four buddies. I like the four buddies bandit because it, it sounds good with the B and then the B. But for me, you could have gone with the five guys bandit because he's the fifth guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. He, he only um, he only robs that restaurant, <laughs> the burger yeah. joint. Five guys or whatever. I got four buddies outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fifth. Hey, I got one for you. Hey, do you know what a hot mic is? Uh, yeah, because you kind of told me about it like off off camera, <laughs> just before off we started. Screen. Yeah, but uh, f- for the sake of this sketch you're doing here, no, I don't know what a hot mic is. Oh, okay. It's when the mic uh, <laughs> person has a microphone in front of them and they don't know uh, that it's on. So they might end up broadcasting something live that they didn't want other people to hear. Oh, yeah. Here's my question for you, though, besides that. You ever get busted saying something you didn't want anyone else to hear or, you know, other than the person you're talking to? Yeah, like making fun of people behind their backs at work. Yeah. It's happened quite a few times. Has it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't been hit by anyone. <laughs> I can't I, think of a good example, but yeah. Don't worry. I got you. I, I got one that just happened to me the other day. So I have a guy re, uh, replacing all of our windows in our house, and he's known around here as a Cheeseburger. He's like a big guy, kind of looks like a cheeseburger. Oh. I don't know if he knows that that's his nickname, though. I'm sure he <laughs> has an idea, uh, but I've never called him Cheeseburger. I've never heard anyone say Cheeseburger to his face. And anyways, he's kind of a dull guy. I don't mind him now, but he's the type where you'll send him a message like, hey, how much is that going to cost? And uh, he'll just type back, I don't know. (laughs) Right? Or or he'll respond with like, K. Like, the house is open today. If you want to come in and do all those measurements for us, 15 minutes later, K. So. I haven't really gotten along with the guy too much. I don't really think he has much of a personality, which he doesn't have to have, but I don't like his customer service skills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, because it's an expensive job, and it's like, that's talk, man. Like, keep in touch with me and, and make me feel good about hiring you, but you're acting like this is like, you know, he's just kind of lackadaisical. Anyways, I was texting him, and uh, I, I was going back and forth with him in one of these conversations, and then I go to message my uh, fiance, Courtney. I message Courtney right away afterwards and I say, this is exactly what I said. This cheeseburger guy might be mentally retarded. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a private conversation, okay? I don't use the word, I don't use the R word all the time, but it makes people laugh 
one-on-one, right? In that situation. But then I I get a text back saying, what? And I messaged Cheeseburger that. Oh, geez. Because I had just been texting him. You kind of like buried the lead there, like um, like he would be offended by the cheeseburger part, but like yeah. the other part was kind of offensive. <laughs> but yeah, I know I know what you mean. I'm not trying to judge you for for using the R word there. There's a, you know, even if we had a hot mic bef- when you and I were talking before we hit the record button there, you know, yeah, there could be things that people would would uh, find offensive, probably. Well, for me, I like using all those words like privately to to like my to like my fiance or with you. Just just being shocking. Oh yeah, know? I try to offend my wife. Yeah, I, I'm very yeah. like vulgar in the s- stuff that I say, like on purpose, just to get a, a rise out of her. So that kind of brings me to like my point and tell this whole story. By the way, that mean I just didn't even respond to that guy. And uh, I haven't seen him since, so oh, I don't geez. know if he's going to come and do the windows or not. I don't care if he does or not. I meant what I said. <laughs> well, do you think you put it together like that? It ah, uh, yeah. There was really no getting out of that. Um. So this brings me to like the hot mic situation. So often with, I feel I've known a, like one guy who was a broadcaster. Um, how professional they have to be on the microphone all the time when they're off mic. They're really funny, at least this one guy was, because they're being completely politically correct. And then they go the opposite way when they're talking to you just to kind of have that juxtaposition that it makes. It's really funny to hear someone being super, super serious and professional. And then the mic's off and they turn and they start talking about like making dick (laughs) jokes and stuff. Right. Oh, I would love that. But yeah, they say that about cops or like morticians and stuff. You like you deal with such weird shit and then you have to have like kind of a. Morbid sense of humor about it. Yeah, I guess gallows humor. I guess they call it. <clears throat> yeah. So these sports guys are definitely like that, right? They'll like talk about women off mic and talk about whatever. Like they're guys, guys. So I have a few situations where people got caught in a hot mic. I actually have a top three if you got time nice. for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Got time for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I always get excited when a hot mic moment is happening, and rarely does it disappoint. Uh, I just said all this. I'm rereading what I just said out loud. Uh, anyways, I got a top three here. So this is number three. This involved Dougie Hamilton of the Calgary Flames. He's a defenseman for the Flames, Calgary Flames, for those who don't Hockey. know anything about sports. Hockey, if you, yeah. Hockey. All right, so there's two voices here, and they never found out who the voices were. But this is voice one. Voice one. If you don't rip Dougie Hamilton, I will. Stupidest fucking penalty you can take. Voice two. Well, how about the T.J. Brody one, too? But you're right, that Dougie Hamilton one. Voice one. Does he have a fucking brain? He doesn't. He's stupid. <laughs> Voice two. <laughs> I don't know him that well. Voice one. He's not an intelligent guy. And we're back. Flames up to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I love uh, that. How can they turn it on and off like that? Because like I can speak like how they're talking off mic, but it's it's hard to you know yeah. turn it on all professional. I I like how they can go both ways like that. Yeah, it's psychotic. I love it too. <clears throat> it's funny. Uh, anyways, they never found out who the who voice one was. Voice two was one of the announcers. It was a road game, so they weren't in Calgary. They were on the road. Um, and it was like a radio broadcast. I think they think, and so do I, I think this too, is that it was probably a guy from the Calgary Flames media 
um, giving input for the announcers as to what the fans would probably like to hear them speaking about. Um, it's weird with that whole situation in sports. The media and the writers uh, for the newspapers, they do have quite a bit of input on almost everything. Uh, they they discuss things behind the scenes. And so I think he had like a media guy being like, you, you got to call Dougie Hamilton on that stupid penalty back there because the fans will uh, be bitching about it in their own homes, you know? Hmm. Anyway, so, so I got another one for you. Number two, I titled this one. I'm not going to tell you the title. It gives it away. So 14-year-old Yan Han Ai uh, is um, from China. And she's in the 4x200 freestyle relay final with three of her other teammates. I couldn't have guessed by the name. No? (laughs) No. (laughs) And uh, so she was one of the – the Chinese team was one of the favorite teams. And they're coming into the final stretch here and Yan Han's swimming away. And she begins to fade. And it causes the Canadian – uh, freestyle team, the swimming team to actually win a bronze medal that they weren't expected to win. So Byron McDonald, who looks, he's like the whitest guy. Like he looks like a silver spoon shoved up his ass. He looks like, like yeah, (laughs) he looks like he should have a beard, but they won't let him for TV because his face, his head looks like a thumb on top of a (laughs) body. And, uh, you know, just really smug looking and, He's trying to. Uh, you can just tell by looking at this guy that he's a he's a piece of shit, but acting like a really great guy. So he's the CBC's color commentator for the Olympic swimming events, and uh, he suggested that Yan Han should have paced herself better on a hot mic. And this is what they caught him saying: Uh-oh. she was too excited, went out like stink, died like a pig. Thanks for that. <laughs> 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 could have been worse. I mean, <clears throat> it could have been worse. Died like a pig. Uh. Anyways, McDonald issued an on-air apology saying, quote, I was referring to a swimmer's performance and not to them <laughs> as a person. Needless to say, it was not, there was no disrespect intended. And I'm very sorry. <laughs> no disrespect <laughs> intended. Uh, That's hilarious. Well, like. Yeah, weird choice of words for being like off mic too, just for being yourself, right? It's it's so, really harsh, and it's strange. probably some kind of slang uh, in the swimming community. If you fade down the stretch, you're dying like a pig. Maybe it's slang, right? But yeah. people thought it was racist in some way, meant to be racist in some way. Maybe it was. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that. Yeah, please don't. All right, so here's number one, my favorite of all time. You may have heard of this <laughs> one. August 19th, 2020, in the midst of the, the, the rising pandemic, Tom Brenaham has been broadcasting for 30 years. He's a sports announcer, an announcer for Fox NFL, as well as the voice of the Cincinnati Reds, a job that I believe his dad had in the past. So it's like a storied history in his family. There's like a lineage here. He's a really well-known personality as, as a Cincinnati Reds. Uh, announcer on TV, on radio, everything. I don't know if he's on radio. I might be making that up. Anyways, really well-known guy. Uh, it's game one of a series with the Kansas City Roy- Royals, and they've traveled to Kansas City to to do this game. Tom is clearly not happy with being in Kansas City, as evidenced by this catch on live television. Moments before he realizes he's uh, he's live, he's on a hot mic. Here's, uh, you know what, Leroy, you've heard it. I'm going to play the actual clip right here, okay? 
capitals of the world. Friends Live, the pregame show presented by Ray St. Clair Roofing. Okay, so if you didn't catch that, what Tom Brenaham just got caught saying was one of the fag capitals of the world. The fag capitals of the world. And then he realized he's on. This leads me to believe that maybe somebody in the studio heard him talking in this uh, homophobic fashion and cut it, turned his mic on to, to catch him in the act. It kind of feels like somebody was like, listen to this guy talking this shit about Kansas City and using homophobic slurs. Let's, let's make him put him live. It feels like it cut in as he was finishing. But anyways, yeah. Tom, uh, <laughs> Tom kind of realizes that he's live and you hear him start up. And he keeps announcing until the fifth inning when he gets word on live TV that he's been like he's been fired, <laughs> 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 and uh, Twitter's lighting up and it's being played all over the place. And I'll play you his live response to this, uh, interrupted more momentarily by a hot shot to left, a towering home run by Nick Castellanos that lands in front of a billboard that says "No Judgment Zone." Ironically, <laughs> here is the clip of him apologizing live on air for this uh, horrendous comment that he got caught caught speaking. 3 nothing ball game with the Reds in front of the Royals. We go to the top half of the fifth inning. Castellanos to lead things off. Jim Day's going to be taking us the rest of the way through this game. As Holland takes over on the mound. Uh, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of um, if I have hurt anyone out there I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart I'm so very very sorry I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos it will be a home run and so that'll make it a four nothing ball game I don't know if I'm gonna be putting on this headset again I find it super funny that he's trying to apologize there. He's like, I, I'm so sorry for anyone I may have offended. That's a hot shot to left. Just a towering shot. Go in. Well, he still got to call the game, right? <laughs> it was an exciting part of the game, too. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's one of yeah. those things. Yeah, the thing I found funny, like, you know, usually you get these um, apologies from people. Um, you know, they're obviously not sincere, but it's like... I mean, this was so fresh. Like, literally, he had just said that, like, five minutes ago, right? Oh, man. It's not like, oh, I've changed my ways now. It's like, okay, that's that's how you talk. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you said it, happened. you got caught, whatever. I mean, it's it's hard to say how remorseful. Like, how remorseful are you? Like, if yeah. the mic wasn't on there, like, it would have just been another another day, right? Another comment. It was a, um, it was a hard F. On the fag when he said fag, that was like it was like a hateful way he said it. Yeah. Um, and it was like yeah, it just it blows exactly what you said. He's trying. He's obviously more sorry that he got caught, but he does sound. See, this is the phoniness of these guys because it's almost like you almost start to feel sorry for him, and then you remember what he said, right? You're like, this isn't a real yeah. person. He's doing a really good job apologizing. It's like. You know, home run, Nick Castellanos, 4 nothing Reds. Anyways, yeah, I'd like to say sorry to Fox TV, the guys who write my picture. I mean, he was he was sorry that, like, he knew his career just, like, blew up yes. <laughs> in front of his face. Like, I believe he was sincerely sorry about that. Like, that's what Me he too. was kind of sad about. 
and and that he'd embarrassed his family. He's probably thinking about too, and yeah, his 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 legacy. His father. He said his father was watching. He, and later on, I watched some stuff on him. He said he was really really sorry. Um, but you know, to say that that guy you heard 15 minutes ago was not me. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, that's not me. Um, but yeah, you can't help but feel a little sorry for him. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I know. It's weird. He starts because he's such a good actor. He he can he's he's a charming personality. But then you hear that yeah. stuff. Anyways, that's all oh. I got. That's all I got. <clears throat> cool. Cool, cool, cool. I got to go. Uh Do oh, you, you got to go, eh? Yeah. Um, I got a got a plane to get here. Bus to Oh, catch. really? Where are you going? No. No, I'm just joking. I have to record oh. 911 calls <laughs> in 15 minutes. Oh, oh, no, no, no. He, edit that out. You can't be shouting out other podcasts <laughs> on the show here. <laughs> you need to give me a little bit of advertising money if you're going to do that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 911 calls, everybody. Um, yeah. It's a great show, by the way. If you, if anyone here is listening and uh, hasn't listened to it, really cool show. W- when's your next episode coming out? Oh, three months. I don't know. No. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. No, the operator, he's figuring everything out. There was a, I don't know, we've talked about it enough, but uh, we're back on track. I got two to record this afternoon, so I was kind of lining oh, it up with with our recording. And uh, we, went, we went for a while here, though. We went in almost like an hour and uh, 15 minutes, yeah. so that's that's a good chunk. I'll, uh, I'll have this back to you today. I don't know why I'm talking like we're off the air. It's a hot mic right now. Nah, it's cool, but I, I yeah, I appreciate you uh taking the time to uh to be on this uh Patreon podcast though. I know you're hey, a busy no guy. Oh, busy oh. guy, man. Busy guy. Appreciate you having me, Leroy. Yeah. And I know uh all my fans across the world, you know, uh they really appreciate it too. Hey guys, it's no problem. It's been, it's been my <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Okay, I don't know how to end this, but uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, We'll we'll catch you later in another month on another uh, for the fourth edition. For sure. Uh, Comment down below, you know, you want to hear, you want to get a shout out, you want to hear your question on the show. Yeah. We'd be happy to entertain it. You betcha. Thanks again to Lisa and and Kate there. Was it Katie Brett? (laughs) Katie Brett, yeah. And Lisa Heard. Beautiful looking girl. I'm looking at her photos right now. Oh, are you? <laughs> Liking everything. <laughs> hubba hubba. Yeah. Just beautiful. <laughs> you ever see like a guy, well, a stranger commenting on some girl he doesn't know his pictures? Just beautiful. You really yeah. are something. Oh, gorgeous. Mm. Love to get to know you better. Yeah, that works, guy. <laughs> Freaking being a slime ball never works. Maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. Can't be any worse than catcalling at a construction site. What I'm sure that's worked works. occasionally. Maybe. Maybe. No, probably never. Well, if it's a prostitute or a sex worker, maybe she's <laughs> ready. <laughs> like, you know, slipper a five. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Press that booty up against the fence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. Once I'm done this sandwich here, you know, and once I'm finished up, you know, I got to do the mortar and the bricks here, and then, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be getting it on. Yeah. Once I'm finished eating this provolone and salami, you want to, you want a salami, you want to yeah. eat. Uh, I'll be ready for some dessert. Ooh. 
You know, uh, when I was in New York, a guy dropped his sandwich, and I heard him go, there was a provolone on that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was like, man, this is like a Seinfeld episode. Weird. Uh, I like to go to New York sometime. It's uh, it's just like being in, in, in like, a movie. You recognize, you seem to, re- like, there's a lot of stuff you recognize, and walking around, it feels, doesn't even feel real when I went. Yeah. I, I stood out. Well, it's definitely on my bucket list. Uh, oh, I, <laughs> nice I way to go. Have, apparently, yeah, we brought it all around. Okay, we got to stop on that note. That was <laughs> that was just that was gold. too good. Sometimes it just works out, baby. You know what oh. I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Anyways, see ya. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.